woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no bugs. World What's up everyone, I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of Worldwalkers. In our last episode, the Worldwalkers had once again made their way into the rounds, the mysterious tunnels that seemed to reach across all worlds. Tompkins was prepared to lead the group into the next world when a crossroads presented itself. Now, the group must decide if they'll uncover another dark truth about Cog, travel back to the tavern at the end of dreams, or journey forward to the next world. Stone would look at him and look at what the group and he was we're no mood we're no even if we wanted to fight that creature we're in no shape to going to the tavern at the end of dreams if it's a back entrance into it then we need to know if someone can get in there and shore it up and perhaps gain some you know rest and maybe better clarity if we can talk to patches and then we can come back and defeat this but we're in no place to move on. To me, that's my vote, but I will follow what the group says. Tin would non say, when we first came to Cog, we ventured into dangerous territory. We don't know if going into the next world, we'll be faced with a similar situation when we're already so beaten and battered. Um, I believe that we have a lot of questions that patches may have answers to. So my question would be, is the Tavern of Dreams connected directly to that dream world that we walked through in the very in the very beginning with all the dreams? Mercurius, where you're from, Tompkins? And he says, um uh yeah, yeah. The tavern I mean the tavern at the end of dreams can be um it's kinda hard to explain. Like when you're in when you're in the dreaming you everything's connected to everything like you go where okay. you want to go if you know how to get there okay then my next question would be from the tavern of dreams do you, would you be able to then continue us forward to where we need to go next or do we have to go the long roundabout way all over again through no, no, the no, worlds no. that we've been no, through no 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 if 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 this tunnel takes us there it's a simple matter of coming back I, yeah i'm positive i can get us to the next point Especially okay. if we get back to Mercurius, because there's a lot of ways we can go once we get to Mercurius. I, then I would be okay with going to the Tavern of Dreams, especially c- considering the condition of Tin and Robordo. Also, I believe Mercurius is where your workshop is. Perhaps you can repair Tin and Robordo. Oh, yeah, I can fix them easy if I were there. I don't have... I don't really have any skills out here, but... Would, it, would fixing us in a dream world fix us in real life? What's the difference? It's Tompkins we're talking to. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Besides, we were attacked in the dream world, and that seemed to do enough genuine damage, so... Oh, yeah, sorry, you guys don't know. Um, That's a common misconception between um, wakeys, is what we call them. Um, Yeah, you guys (laughs) think that it's different, and it's not. Um, I think only Report on Erdlby haven't said anything about where they think we should go. I mean... 
I'm actually kind of pissed off at whatever the fuck is whoever the fuck did all these things to these creatures. Like, I mean, I understand that they're hostile creatures, but they were once forged at one point. Um, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna whatever decision that you guys want to make, I'll go ahead. Um, I just want to let you know that I really want to end this threat, if possible. If it means we have to go, if we have to return here, um, go rest up and return here, then that's fine. But I would feel like we would. If we left here, it would be like unfinished business, basically. I just want to trample it. But I understand that we are an injured party. But trampling is fun. No one builds something like that and then doesn't stand behind it, you know, in my experience. (laughs) Fair enough. So it sounds like we're going to the Tavern of Dreams then. Okay, yeah. let's recruit that bear guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Barrington, come with All us. Right. Yep, Tompkins takes one more moment and again puts his ear to the wall and seems to listen to the earth and then pulls away and he's like, all right, let's go. And you guys slowly make your way down the tunnels towards the tavern at the end of dreams. Wow. Yeah. Goodbye, Carl. Oh. oh. Yep, so you begin walking down the path. Um, Tompkins is leading the way, I believe. Roberto uh, is complacent and calm and following orders. Uh, as always. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Enzo's right here with us. <laughs> um, and just, I'll splice this in wherever I need to in the podcast. But um, yeah, Enzo's not with us tonight, unfortunately. I can lift that and drop it somewhere. Because I found that if I don't... I It's really easy for me to forget to mention that in the podcast. <laughs> so there's a point where I got halfway through a podcast and I realized Megan wasn't there and I hadn't told anybody. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so Megan's being be. so quiet tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's okay. Um, yep. So you begin down your path and then um, Tompkins looks pretty confident as he walks. And then at one point he kind of slows down. And stops and kind of relaxes. And he's like, all right, we should rest here. I say we do. And then oh, he... Wait, Tompkins, why are we resting here? Why not continue all the way to the tavern where it's safe? Um, well, the tavern's safe. But I don't know if the path to the tavern's safe. How long is this path, Tompkins? Um... I don't know. That's why I wanted to rest up. Because this path is new. I... This is not this is not a path that usually exists. So I know where it leads. I can feel where it leads, but I, I don't know how long it's going to take. So Tin's pretty nervous because she is uh, pretty banged up from all of that battle, and of course her damage is not healable. So I don't know. I, <laughs> oh right. So um, she'll probably like with her again, like her little broken Wally, if you imagine. No. <laughs> Her little broken wall, I think she'll be like, uh, I think, uh, caution and stealth are probably for the best. And if we can heal up so that people can regain their stealth spells, (laughs) that might be good, too. (laughs) At this point, Tompkins walks up to you, Tin, and he says, would it help if you carried my shield? Uh, Tin, at this point, is feeling, yeah, she's pretty banged up, so she'll she'll be like, uh... I'll take whatever help I can get, Tompkins. Uh, thank you. Okay. Can I have it back when we wake up, though? Yeah. All right. I uh, Vasa pushes Tompkins away from from Tin. 
Huh? What? Just take, just take a nap and shut up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he looks around confused and finds a rock. Well, if we're setting up for a long rest, Bromostone feels like this is a chance to use like a piece of magic that he has been working on that he calls his Tompkins hut, his Tompkins <gasps> tent. And Tompkins looks up. He's like, I'm sorry. He goes, well, I've got, well, you know, like back when I was looking at some of your architect plans back at the cavern, you know, at uh, in the dream world, whose name I've forgotten, like it finally clicked to me. And so he so he's like, this will take a little bit. So go ahead and get some rest and I'll take. And so he spends the first hour marking on the ground um, and creating. It's called Liminon's Tiny Hut. But there's no way Tompkins can sleep if you're architecting in your room. Like he's yeah. watching intently. He's quiet. He doesn't interrupt. He he respects the work. <laughs> but he's just and like And then that's the other thing is like I haven't tried it before, so I'm also like Brummelstone is like, okay, so like I'm gonna try this and you know. <laughs> get so the his first round of there. So the first round of rest then can be uh Tin Robordo and uh, it'll be Cause Tompkins is now awake. <laughs> so it will take an hour, but it creates a magical hut. <gasps> that, a house? Yes. Mm-hmm. A house? We finally got our house armor. Yes, that nothing <laughs> nothing up, holds up to nine people. Uh, no magic can get in or out. So Brumlison <gasps> would explain that he doesn't think that it will stop the, the, the nightmares from tracking us. But it will stop them from coming into our dreams and coming out that way. <gasps> Bumblestone coming at it again with the seduction move. <laughs> Amazing! Hey, it's girl, actually, I heard you like houses. Yeah. Uh, Bumblestone makes the love shack. Uh, <laughs> you should rename it to Bumblestone's love shack. Bumblestone's love shack appears. Oh my god. Is that the name of the episode? Oh no. I want you to like wake us up like by shoving us gently and be like, "Look what I did!" And you're like, you're like showing the group, and you like look back to see where Ertleby is, but she's already inside putting up hideous <laughs> curtains. It's like, <laughs> like there's no explanation where they came from, but she's just like hanging up the world's ugliest curtains. They're like puke green. Yeah. I like to imagine. I like to imagine that uh, if you go in the house, you'll find a picture of Claiborne. <laughs> but so, so oh. nightmares don't affect us in this house no. well they can't they can't come in so so no no spell can like nobody can enter who i don't allow in right yeah it's so like, basically nothing can, nothing goes in or out uh, nothing can come in without Brummelstone say so um and what it means is that you no longer have to set up watches as long as he has the spell <gasps> prepared because <laughs> <laughs> he's basically fashioning his own extra dimensional space that you're slipping into I'm in, so in glad we have a wizard <laughs> I just want to say that I don't want to actually continue the adventure anymore now that like the threat of death is imminent <laughs> I want this to just be like world nappers and we just like live in the house together <laughs> I think I can also change the color of the hut not that that matters much, but it's very exciting for me. Okay, now I want to like desperately compete with everyone else for your favor, so that you change the house color to like the one we want. Slither it, no shirt. Yep. So after preparations are complete, you're able to summon the house. Um, do you want to describe how it comes in, or like I don't know if you had yes. a vision? So it would be he would like mark off the space first. 
and you know and it would be like with Tompkins talking it would probably be like you know an hour back and forth of like can I magically brace it this way and Tompkins would be like no but you've got to do it this way <laughs> and A-frame is really a lot better for this situation and then yeah so he would have marked out the land and you know kind of set up some markings on the ground that would maybe look familiar to the portal um, mm-hmm. and then he would take his orb and smash it down and like the floor would glow to the corners he drew and like the house and it would just like shuffle through like alternate timeline houses yeah. until it like settled on the one that he was there. Like, <laughs> Here we go. Now, um, a side note, is it like his old house, like a version of one of his old houses? Um, if, if it had to, to match anything, it, I don't know, I guess in the cave space here, it's really, since it's the first time he's put it together, it just is really kind of shantily put together. Yeah, yeah. And you can almost see, like, there are places where, like, picture frames were supposed to be, but they're kind of, like, laying on the floor uh-huh. um, and stuff like that. So, the, or, you know, I guess I guess they would be, like, parchment frames. <laughs> parchment frames. <laughs> yeah, they would have drawings, like. Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, or, in the like, the drawings would be empty. So there would be, like, attempts. And stuff, but it would be like really shantily built because it was his first time casting it. This and is and the then first he would spend, yeah, and then he would spend like an hour walking around being like, this was wrong and like making notes. Making notes, yeah. <laughs> making notes Aww. and being like, okay, so it looks like I pulled from a dimension slightly off. <laughs> I imagine Tompkins walking around with a clipboard as well, where he's like uh, inspecting the place. It's like, all right, so. Yeah. He actually, he's a little, um, he's a little quiet looking at it. Um, he's a little somber and he's like, I'd forgotten how much. I like this whole process. <laughs> Vasa, um, once once Brummelstone has woken ev- everyone and sort of explained what he was doing and what he's made, Vasa would clap him really hard on the <laughs> shoulder and be like, well done, Master Dwarf. And you can just see the sort of like, this renewed sort of energy in her eyes. And it's almost as if a, like a burden was lifted off her shoulders a little bit. And she's just like kind of walking the space. And even if it's humble, she looks really, really impressed by it. And she <laughs> looks really pleased to be inside. I can't provide much, but a safe night's sleep for my family seems fair. Master Dwarf, where I come from, a roof is one of the most precious things. You have no idea what this is. And then she just continues pacing the house. Tin would scoop down and pick him up and hug him really quickly. And then put him down and then walk into the house. Yeah, Tompkins runs in there as well. And uh, yeah, he he like finds a corner, busts out his journal, and starts to starts to write. Well, first, Brummelstone, when like everyone has gone into the house, he would like go to a certain spot on the house and in a look uh, on the wood, and there would be like a carving of letters. Um, and he would rub his fingers over it, and he said, "Well, at least this stayed. At least I got this right before entering in." And then, you know. Uh, to acknowledge that it is part of his old house. Uh, inside would probably be like straw beds. Um, and and not just a few, but a lot. Um, like this house, like though small, held a large family. And, Brummel, and you would see Brummelstone almost walk like muscle memory to a certain spot and throw his stuff down. Wow. Uh, Erlby would notice this. And she'd come up and be like, Mr. Dwarf, I am 
I'm feeling kind of emotionally thirsty right now. <laughs> I'd love, and it doesn't have to be right now, to hear more about about what you do remember your your home life on your planet. <laughs> Just let me know, okay? She'd like stroke his arm. Brummelson would be like, there are stories to tell, but now is the time for rest. Erdobiel's actually already asleep. Yeah. <laughs> she like fell asleep as she was stroking her arm. <laughs> yeah, if she falls asleep, Brummelson would like gently pick her up and put her into a certain bed as well. Aww. And he would, if you listened, he would probably say, Good night, mother. All right, so um, this uh, hut lasts for eight hours, so you all basically get <gasps> the sleep you need. You can have Best a long rest here. Spell ever. This is amazing. The possibilities. <laughs> this is like the most leveled up in power I've felt yeah, in a long seriously. time. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's one of those spells where, like, normally it's not that crazy of a spell, but like in this game. It's like the most powerful nightmares. spell. We're free from nightmares. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, eight hours of restful sleep later, you you all wake up at the same time because the dome fades. The uh, house unceremoniously just... drops us down. <laughs> <laughs> Once everybody's up, Vasa would be in a, in a even though she was unceremoniously woken up by sort of going from a soft um, hey mat to sort of just hitting. The the rocky floor she <laughs> she wakes up in a in a very great in a very good mood she's walking around she claps Tompkins on the his little shoulder and gives him a little bit of a hearty pleasant shake and everything hey. and um and yeah so she as everybody's sort of packing up and all that stuff she's kind of walking around giving an inspirational speech and then she's like he's like master dwarf has provided us with a roof friends and where i come from you share a roof only with family, and that's what we have here. We, you know, with with this with this new ability, we no longer put others in danger. We this adds new. Yeah, you know, this isn't like really motivational. All this stuff, just very happy. And then she's like, you know, I, I really believe that we can, we will go far, and we're about to hit the tavern at the end of dreams, and start all over again, and all that stuff. Just yeah, positive stuff. Everybody gets something, something. <laughs> Let me check. 4 HP plus... Everybody gets 10 health. Plus 10 health. Nice. The strongest it'll be ever been. And uh, Tomkins says, does that mean we only have to buy like one room at the end now? Because it'll save us a lot of money. Tomkins comes and takes the shield back, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Fixes it to his arm. He looks really excited and he... Also has that little bit of a spring into a step because of the good rest. And the not just you guys didn't just have good rest. You finally had, for the first time in a long time, like peaceful rest where you didn't have to sweat any details. Like yeah. So you Who's are gonna be on watch. Oh, mm-hmm. amazing. Restful rest. Yes. Restful rest. <laughs> um, so you're good to go. As you continue down the path, you watch as the rocky surface of the caves becomes more and more exaggerated. It's almost as if it's taking the literal form of a verbose storyteller's words. Aspects of the walls and floor (laughs) protrude like intrusions while the ceiling gives way 
only to close in on you later like the heavy breathing of an approaching stranger. Tomkins seems unfazed by the alterations occurring around you, which gives you confidence that you're still heading in the right direction. As the cave begins to yawn wide, opening a spacious path ahead, Tompkins starts to slow his pace. With barely a moment's notice, he leaps to the side, his shield fully taking a bulbous blast meant for Vasa. The assault sends Tompkins flying into a wall and falling behind his shield. After a worrying pause, the shield starts to shift and Tompkins picks himself up. As this happens, the walls of the cave become almost two-dimensional, cracking and giving way under their own weight until you all find yourselves in an endless field of black grass under a sky of dying stars. A darkness swells before you, taking the shape of a monolith that towers over you all. You've seen it before, the moment you tried to leave Mercurius, and the door became a nightmare. Oh my god, no! You get one good night of sleep. <laughs> Like, I wonder how Pedro's like, oh, yes, yes, enjoy this warm, fuzzy moment. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just rip that right away from your hands. All right. So, you also hear um, something kind of swelling up behind you as well, as another monolith forms up behind you. This one reaches out, and uh, the bulbous blast flies out of it, liquefies around Roberto, and pulls him in, and he's gone. Yeah, we're almost done. I'm going to cast Scorching Ray. I'm going to focus fire on one. Uh, 17 plus 6. Yep. 14. And a 4 plus 6. 17. Fire damage. You watch as streaks of fire uh, rip out of the orb, slam into the creature. It pulls itself back and it kind of starts to shift a bit. And then... You watch. Now, to the rest of you, you're not really sure what it's doing, but to Brummelstone, he watches as uh, it forces Roberto to come out a little bit and take those hits. And you can watch it like kind of become more fortified against your attack. Tin. Uh, Tin will take her first action and point to the one that hasn't been attacked yet. A, tw- uh, a 20 total. Hits. Uh, 14 damage. Noise. Yeah, and so, like, as she's fired off that one, she probably yelled to Vasa, and Brummelstone is, uh, take out that one. Ertleby, you and I'll take out the, the one Brummelstone hit. I'm back, what I miss? Did we anybody die? strategy for the first time ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you open fire on the other one, and obviously there's no sound from the uh, from the weapon. The, the only sound is the impact as it slams into and leaves a crack in the, um, in the monolith's front side. And it starts to kind of grow a little bit and lean and focus down on Tin, like it's really staring at Tin. So then for her second action, Tin is going to turn around to the one Brummelstone. And she's going to try and do the, I think it's called, is the sharpshooter one? The one that, like, um, you try and maximize your damage that you do. Ooh, she probably shouldn't have chosen that option. So um, she gets a a six. Oh, just barely missed. <laughs> Are you serious? I mean, it is a monolith, what? right? So I guess yep. it's like, you can hit the broad side of a barn. <laughs> Couldn't hit the broadside of a monolith. Ertleby? It's going to sharpshoot the one that Brummelstone used fire on. All right. So she takes aim. 12. Hit. 
18. So you hear the familiar clap of thunder that comes from Erdelby's weapon, and it impacts the creature. And although you are not confident in how much, um, how well your shot was placed, it still was some pretty significant damage. It recoils. It wants to shift, but is not able to. Vasa? Okay, so um, Vasa would know this because she was totally present when the strategy making was happening. But she, which one is she allowed to hit? The um, the one that Tin shot first. Okay. Um, so Vasa's going to go ahead and lunge at the monolith. Okay, so one second. Wait, why? So you run forward ten feet, and then I need you to make a um, strength saving throw. Oh, no. Good oh. thing Vasa leveled up to level six and is now ex- whatever skilled at athletics. It's so- a saving throw. It's not a, it's not a skill check. <gasps> you bastard. Why would you take this away from me? <laughs> this was my moment. This was my moment. Is <laughs> uh, she fighting against a bunch of ropes right now? <laughs> God damn it. I was so ready. Boss <laughs> is like, she has to like, lift a thing, and she like wants to show off her amazing like, like Vasa, ability to shoot hoops. Vasa got a natural one. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> oh fuck you, Pedro! I'm blaming you for this. <laughs> Take away my athletics. <laughs> uh, so you take off running, and after you clear out 10 feet of running, your feet start to sink into the ground. The grass suddenly becomes uh, almost molasses like in nature. And if you continue moving forward, you're going to move at half speed. The rest of your move gets you within 10 feet. You can use your cunning action to continue moving forward, and that would get you within distance. Wait, can I use my bow? Can I? Is you it can. ranged? Mm-hmm. Can I? Okay. Yep. Fine. Then I'll, in my spot, I'll turn around and shoot the one behind me. <laughs> Fine. What's the range on uh, your bow? I don't know. It's a bow. You <laughs> said. <laughs> <laughs> Let me kill something. This is like really, I feel inhibited and cock blocked at every turn. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have a short bow or a long bow? Yeah. It's a short bow. Range of 80, so you're good. Let's roll to see if we hit. I got an 11. That hits. Oh, thank God. Okay, I did uh, six damage. You fire your arrow, it strikes true, um, leaves a little bit of a crack inside of its, um, inside of the blackness. Um, Wait, is that, um, this is the one that I struck, the one on the other side of the room, so to speak, is that one being attacked by anybody? Uh, at range, but not, um, no one's closed distance yet. So I don't get to use sneak attack, because no. sneak attack totally, okay, fine. I rage inside a cage. <laughs> So this other one, uh, the one that you attacked in, uh, initially, Brummelstone, it lumbers into the group. Uh, I need everyone to make strength saving throws. Um, oh no, he still got my my gauntlets. Or did we like? Then we exchange those back. I feel like we should have at some point. It's fine. You, yeah, I won't. I won't screw I mean, you guys if, on that. Yeah, if Tompkins took time for the shield, yeah. maybe we took time for the gauntlets. So, That's ha, fine. Ha, I'm back. Yeah. Turtle beef, yeah. Turtle beef. 19 this time. Oh, you don't have to. Sorry, Jane. Fine. Wow, the one that I have doesn't count, huh? I see how it is. 
15 for me. 16. 22. So you're all good. You, you, uh, you're not stuck in the molasses type substance. But it does close distance. Is it just going to fall? I hope that's it. It is. It's going to try to <laughs> fall on you, Brummelstone. And it crashes down on you for 17 damage. Uh, and then it pulls itself back up. The other one, I need a charisma check from Tin. Saving throw. Sorry. <laughs> I got a 17. <laughs> oh, good, good. You watch as it kind of like, it spreads itself and its shadow falls on you and you watch it reach into your mind but not find what it wants and then the shadow retreats. Get out of there. There's, yeah, but it there's wasn't really there. reaching really into just smart. your mind, it was reaching into your heart as well. But you're okay for now. New round, Brummelstone? Yay! Um, <laughs> it's time for Brummelstone to shine. Um, I'm going to cast Shatter at the one that's not immune to magic. It passes. If it if it passes, it takes six. All right, so you watch as you put a few cracks in with your Shatter spell, but it didn't take a significant hold on the creature. Next up is Tin. What up? What up? <laughs> okay, so... Tin in the house? <laughs> yeah. So Tin's going to sharpshoot um, the one that is resistant to magic. Okay, anyways, what am I... Well... <laughs> That sucks. Yeah. No, I'm lucky. <laughs> okay, let me try that again. Oh my god. Seriously, Jesus. H. Um, <laughs> nine? That's a hit. <laughs> okay. Anyways. <laughs> uh, 23 damage. Okay, so then she's going to do another sharpshoot. Uh, 18. Uh, 22. Alright, so you watch as huge cracks rip across it, and it's not holding itself up together very well, but it's still standing. Ertleby. Ertleby's gonna shoot the one that Tin just shot. Uh, she rolls to sharpshoot. 20. Oh. oh! Grandma in the house! 34. Dang, Grandma! Yeah, you take aim and uh, sharpshoot it into oblivion because it causes it to shatter and then drip all over. Woohoo! <laughs> Vasa? So I'm going to do what I have to to get up close and personal with it, and then I'm going to roll to attack. It's like, I'm going to get you! I'm <laughs> going to get you! Good, good thing it's not running away from me. Cause, yeah. uh, all right. Oh, okay. So that's 18 plus 7 for the scimitar, which is a hit. That's 3 plus 4 is 7, plus six attack, plus 4 is 15, and then um, I will use disengage slash dash, but only move 15 feet. It is going to turn to its attention towards you, so the first thing I need is a charisma-based saving throw. Alright, I got a 13. You all watch as the shadow falls over Vasa, uh, no, and you can no. feel it reach deep into your heart and then as the shadow pulls away the landscape gives way the grass pulls back into the ground and you watch as walls start to form buildings start to emerge from those walls and it doesn't take long before you find yourself in Tremessa fully which, formed which, which, which Tremessa? it is a Tremessa 
that uh, you left, but all along the walls, the crystals are shattered, and you can see dead bodies lining the street, and you can see people filled with desperation in iconic robes that you've noticed before, um, desperately clutching onto their crystals, fighting each other, and then a few of them turn their attention towards you. Um, well, Vasa's, Vasa would sort of, her breath would instantly sort of quicken and her heart, if it wasn't already, you know, adrenaline high because of just fighting, it would kind of, it, it would, it would, uh, it would beat fast, but it also kind of twist as if she felt that, like, a pain that she didn't anticipate. She wasn't prepared for the emotional pain of this, but, um, her mind is racing even as, as she is taking in the scene. She's like, this has to be a trick. This can't be real. So she doesn't, she actually maybe doesn't immediately move out of the way when people try to approach her. She's like, this is a trick. This is an illusion. Mm -hmm. And you all see this. This is not like usually when like the target's kind of experiencing things with the rest of your entire, the landscape has completely changed. You find yourselves in the twilight of Tremessa. But can I, hmm? can we see each other? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're all there together. Is the monolith still visible? What's up? Is the monolith still visible? It is, yep. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's still there, but the streets have reformed, but the city's decaying. It's on the verge of collapse, and the people in the cloaks are starting to form up and take an actual shape. And pretty soon there'll be people. Uh, new round, Brummelstone? Let's put this to bed, is really. It's time to make these monoliths go night night. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it's like the least threatening thing to say. I'm going to cast Magic Missile at third level. It's usually, what, three? So now it's, so it gets one for each more, right? Yeah. So five altogether. It's 17. So you watch as Brummelstone turns his attention to the last surviving monolith and then fires off these green orbs of force from uh, his orb. They slam into the creature and then it kind of stumbles back. And it looks like it's ready to topple, but it's not down yet. Tin? Take it okay, out! Um, don't finish her! But, um, before... I softened it. Yeah. <laughs> One-two punch. Uh, uh, before she... Uh, before I do anything, uh, is Tomkins, I know he was thrown back, and he's like, hey, what? what's his condition? Is he, like, down and making saving throws, or is he... Uh, no, no, he's up and he's got the shield, but like, while you're all fighting, he's, it looks like he's kind of like, he's got his head in the shield and he's using the shield to look around. Okay. I was just making sure that he wasn't like secretly dying in the corner and we were dying. Arian, that's me in the corner is playing. <laughs> yeah. That that freeze frame. I I w- bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> it all started. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tin's gonna sharpshoot for both actions at the monolith. Oh well. God, she's not doing good. Eight. That's a hit. Oh wow. Apparently, she doesn't need to do that great. Yeah. Um, you're not doing good, but you're doing good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 27 for the first 
first uh, deal of damage. Yep. So you watch as the uh, monolith shatters and falls apart. And as the cracks race up and down its body, the cracks also race up and down all of the buildings and the night sky of Tremessa until you watch as the entire landscape uh, impossibly shatters, leaving only the cave system behind that you originated in. And then suddenly everything's back. It's, it's almost... It's almost too much to handle that your senses are suddenly just right back in the cave system, as if you never left. No sign of struggle or anything. Yeah. Tim's flexing, and she goes, you got tickets to this gun show. <laughs> uh, squeezing them. She's, like, reaching up from below. <laughs> like, ooh. Vasa, uh, Vasa looks very serious. Um. When when did it did the whole like mind fucky sort of reality shattering thing? Even though that that was not physically turbulent, mm-hmm. she might have just stumbled a little bit just because it was so disturbing for her. And then while every even though everybody else is se- uh, celebrating, she just kind of says she just looks very serious. She's like, "We should keep going. Is everyone all right?" And she walks yeah. over to Tompkins to check on him. He's he's still using the shield and kind of looking around, and now he's kind of lowering it. He's like, "We're we're okay. We can go." He kind of keeps his eyes moving around. Oh, oh, oh! As we're walking, real quick, yeah. um, t- uh, Tin is going to turn to Brummelstone because he because you got scuffed up a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. So she's going to use one of one of the healers' kits that she has. While you're patching him up, uh, Tompkins looks around and is like, "Well, now you know why we need. I, I guess now you guys know why Patch needed you so badly." No, no. This is what the entire dreaming world is like. Well, the the nightmares can reshape everything. It's we didn't have a chance, but they couldn't make you guys forget who you were when they changed the dreams. What? What happened when we were in Tresemme? When we went into the the world, the city of Vasa. Well, why? Well, we were in Vasa's dreams then. That wasn't really Tremessa. I have never dreamed of Tremessa crumbling. Yeah, never feared it. Well, not until now. <laughs> um, Thomason kind of shrugs, and he's like, "I, I don't know if there's any kind of criteria about whether you've actively dreamed about it, but that's what they do. They reach into your hearts, and they pull your fears, they pull your nightmares out, and those who aren't lucid dreamers, they just fall into the dreams, and they're victims of the nightmares. Like when the nightmares attack people." That's what they do. Vasa just looks unhappy about this. And then she just let's let's keep going. Yeah, you guys, um you should probably start sharing your deepest and darkest fear so everyone's prepared for what happens. But that's just me. And then he kinda just hoists the shield up and <laughs> just kinda casually keeps you walking. First, Tompkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tompkins. No, I'm not you talking about right now. There's no no no. And then he kinda scurries off. And would have a little bit of a dark moment and be like, my worst nightmares already happened. Oh. You actually you just relive it and this every time she just gets closer and closer to almost making it and you just never quite oh. get there. Mm-hmm. Oh Jane, my heart <laughs> yeah, this time I she's had, in a hospital and she makes it. <laughs> Doesn't I it. I had written up nightmares for each of you. So uh 
Wow. Yeah, that battle could have gone four different ways. Um. <laughs> Thanks for listening to episode 55, A Choice is Made. I want to thank everyone for hanging in there while my family and I take the time to work through my recent health issues. The support everyone's given has been amazing, and I just want to take a second to tell you how much you've helped. If you're interested in learning more, we've posted the latest info at the GoFundMe my wife started, which you can find at GoFundMe.com slash everybody-loves-pedro. If you're looking for more World Walkers in your life, you can find us on Twitter at WorldWalkersPod or over at Facebook at Facebook.com slash WorldWalkersPod. You can also gain access to exclusive art and episodes at Patreon.com slash WorldWalkers. The music from this episode comes from Kevin McLeod. You can find his work at Incomatech.com. The sound effects come from Sirenscape, which you can find at Sirenscape.com. Yes. Walkers, world hunter and gatherer. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's the interview cam and it's it's her board. Yeah. So he's like, I swear to God, she hangs up those curtains. I'm not responsible for my actions. <laughs> and then it cuts to you going like, all done. <laughs> it's got like the closed captioning. Yeah. I'm like looking away. That's, it would be like you would be hanging it up, and it would be someone being like, "What are those?" Is like as long as they're not her like panties, we're okay. <laughs> Where did she get that? From? And then it cuts to Earl be going <laughs> shrugging, <laughs> and then the camera zooms over, and it can't focus in time, but you can barely see like Roberto storming off in the background. <laughs> And then uh, two episodes in, we have to have like a sit down at the house to just air some things. And, you know, maybe there's something you want to say to me, Ertleby. You really like, got to take out the trash. It's your turn to take out the trash. Your boy's like, I am not trash. <laughs> no, that actually it makes me think of boss that would have like a chore list, like a chore wheel. It's like, um, it's Tuesday. Tuesday is trash day for you. <laughs> it's like, and Tompkins is like, Vasa, I don't see you on the list. <laughs> it's all Tompkins, yeah. just the whole list. <laughs> yeah, like like you as Tompkins as Tompkins says that, Vasa doesn't say anything. She just gets up, takes out her dry eraser, erases one spot, and just writes Tompkins. <laughs> and just like doesn't break eye contact the entire time. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I dare you. I dare. Yeah, Vasa would actually be sort of like come probing the the nature of this house. She's like, how durable is it? You know, can it be destroyed from the outside? How how strong is this barrier that that prevents anything from entering? Does it depend on your strength? Is it absolute? Et cetera, et cetera. So he would, Brummelson would say, like, as long as I'm here, it's a protection from anything I don't want. He was like, in fact, hold on, watch this. Maybe like Tompkins. Go outside. Um. Yeah. Sure. Um. Just for a minute. And he walks over, and he doesn't walk towards the door, but a door is there for him. Because you guys can leave any way you want from these domes. What? You don't have to like fight your way to a door. Like so, he walks over to a wall. Door. Um. Door kind of like grows and naturally appears there, and he opens it up, and he looks around. He's like, "What's up? There's nothing out here." Take a step outside. And he walks outside. And then I would close the door and I'd be like, now come back in. But after, like, wishing him away. <laughs> he comes right in. <gasps> oh, can I banish him? I'm sorry. Like, No, you can't. Um, okay. Whoever you designate so. at the beginning of the spell gets to come in and out. You don't get to change okay. halfway through. 
Well, don't don't pay attention to that. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not as like, So what was that about? And then and then Vasa just kind of like comforts uh, Brummelstone on the back and just be like, Hobbits, they always yeah. go where they're not wanted. Yeah, yeah Brummelstone would like open his book and be like, oh, God we are going to start with Brummelstone. Uh, as soon as something sweeps up my brother, I would attack that one. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to break the immersion too much, but I mean, this yeah. is like Roberto. Yeah, is... yeah. <laughs> Roberto is elected like... for a side adventure because he's missing games. <laughs> So I don't want you guys to worry too much about We have to turn every rock into a great like I, Yeah. He told me ahead of time. Um <laughs> I'm gonna cut that part out of the podcast, obviously, but um And I get a, yeah. And I get advantage on saving throws, so I'm just gonna just rem- remind How come? everyone about that. Because I'm a forged That's... You get advantage on all saving throws? Yeah. Unstoppable. Advantage on saving throws. I think you might have read that wrong. Hold on a second. No! Pedro's <laughs> <laughs> uh, denying things tonight. You are stoppable. You have <laughs> The forge. I see unstoppable. You have advantage on death saving throws. Oh. But, well, my first one was... My first one was a 17 anyways. I don't know if that. Yeah. And you have immovable. Say. If someone tries to push or move you, they suffer disadvantage. But this is different. Um. Did that? Did that other guy that was in the? I mean, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm bringing up past oh, no. battles, but. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that past guy get disadvantage. Which guy? <laughs> in the, the jail. The door. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to move me. I don't remember. <laughs> I, to me, to me, that's always going to be Megan's "fuck you, Pedro" moment. <laughs> I feel like she's so frustrated. <laughs> oh my god! Um, well, especially, especially after learning that, like, I could have summoned my weapon at that moment. Um, <laughs> at that level. Um. So now she's doing her two d eight. Got a two. And an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, double that. Yep. Sixteen plus ten. Twenty-six. A two and an eight is sixteen. Oh, I I add them together. Thank you. I took the maximum of the two. <laughs> that's a uh, that's the infinity norm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's but twenty I really plus your the one norm. Um, okay, so I add them together and I get thirty. Because I added the 10 after doubling. Right. It was 10. Yeah, so you did 10 eight. times 2 would be 20 plus the 10 plus your dex bonus. I forgot dex. 30 points back. Things have just what gotten a lot easier. Come here. Come here. Are you going to go night night? No. No. Yeah. Are you going to go night night? It's little Seriously. Pedro. It's Pedro, Pedro Cita. <laughs> Hello. Do you want to say hi? Hi, hi. Do you want someone to change your diaper? Cause you poo pooed. Did you make <gasps> a dookie? You did, yeah. No, I'm a bubble. You, ju- 
Classic mistake. Sometimes when you pee, you poop a little. <laughs>